Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of 51 Stories of Emotional Wellbeing with Emotional Ability Resources. Today, I have with me Preeti Mishra, a B2B marketer with more than 14 years of experience. She is multi-talented and listening to her is always a pleasure. So welcome to my show, Preeti. Hi, Pragati. How are you doing? This is uh, at the first thing what I would like to say is that, you know, um, it's a surprising one for me, but thank you so much for uh, choosing me to be a part of it. Pleasure is all mine. So tell me something about yourself, Preeti, when you were growing up, what was your childhood like and how does that impact you and it has shaped you into the woman that you are today? <laughs> okay. So um, the life has been very different for me, actually. I've... Uh, I wasn't in India for uh, the longest time till about eight, seven when I joined MGD. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, you know, my uh, my parents were in Saudi Arabia, been studying there. I studied in an American school, then I went into an Indian school. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my father realized that you know we wouldn't be the true Indian by not knowing Hindi, we shifted to this the school in Jaipur, which is the MGD school. Uh, but, you know, actually, um, I was just thinking, and as we were discussing earlier, a lot of these things, you know, when you start talking about it, and, you know, ever since your questions came, I actually got down to thinking, and I realized that so many things we just push under the blanket or under the carpet only because you're ashamed or shy. I don't know what it is, but you just don't want sometimes... I think I am one of those people. I also realize I am one of those people sometimes who wants to just put it under the carpet. You know, like it's a kabutar mentality. I'm actually like a pigeon. That's what I realized. That if I just shut my eyes, nobody watches me, which is okay, you know. Uh, but that stemmed from a whole lot of um, insecurities, I think. Uh, a, because my parents had left me with my grandmother and my um, Masi you know, when they were going because they didn't know how they would take care of a child um, in Saudi Arabia because it was a new country for them. So I was with my grandparents for, uh, till I was in about class two. Um, and then I went, I, that was my first travel alone. I traveled all the way to Riyadh uh, with just an air hostess and met my parents after, say, about one and a half year. And, uh, you know, it was like, oh, my parents didn't love me. And that's why they left me. You know, uh, when I saw Dear Zindagi, like Alia Bhatt movie, mm-hmm. oh my God, it, it, was, it was like such a hard hit. Because, you know, when she was saying it, I was like, oh my God, you know, these are things that I never wanted to bring out. Because I went home, I was with my parents throughout. But sometimes you just don't want to accept uh, for whatever reason. And then I studied there, life was good. And then they wanted to send me to a hospital. So another, another hard hit that, why would you send your children away? You know, we didn't realize. And the first year was particularly tough for me in uh, MGD. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, because there were so many, so many girls. And, uh, you know, all of those things were, uh, they were different. Uh, I, I know one, one incident when I walked in and somebody said that, oh, are you, uh, uh, are you uh, pregnant? I was like, I'm in class 11. How can I be pregnant? She said, no, because you're PG, Preeti Gupta. 
Oh, I was like, oh dear Lord, like, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. And uh, she, she is a lovely girl. Uh, and now I'm, I connect with her more now than I would, would then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to name her, but she knows who she is. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, a small, small instance. In the, and then my sister was also always there. And it was just a lot more, uh, a lot more of a responsibility, which um, I all of a sudden got, you know, you're near 12 years old and uh, all of a sudden you just <clears throat> have a sister to look after. I think that, that started playing a whole lot on me. You know, um, am I capable enough? Well, I have my parents put me in charge. Those things really made me a different person. Um, but had they not done it, and now I think about it, had they not done it then, I wouldn't be who I am today. You know, all those little things which I thought were misdemeanors in behavior from their side now are actually shaping me to be a more independent person. And uh, I did. I After that, I was never looking back. I mean, I knew who I was. Uh, but a lot of things, I think, uh, you know, hostels do make you independent, yes. But they also curb some sort of, you know, uh, uh, anxiety to a certain level and they create that anxiety in a certain level. And a lot of issues in school did do that for me too. Um, I don't want to talk about them, not because they're, they don't have any relevance, but because they did. And their relevance actually made me realize that, you know, how I am as a person is not what people perceive of me. Um, you know, if people thought that I've done something which I didn't do, they wouldn't want to take my word for it. I mean, it's their way. And it just brought a lot more uh, thing in my mind because I had gone through a whole lot. I mean, I don't know if you guys know that my, there was a war which happened in 91. and We were still in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, those days... Um, I don't even I don't even know how to explain them. They were just they, there were no phones. I remember we didn't have cell phones. There was one phone in the reception uh, which we would run. I remember running 500 meters. I've never run so fast in my life, but I would run to take that one phone call. And then during the days that the war was happening, I didn't even get that. So you know I don't know people didn't I don't people understood it. They didn't know how I was processing information and. I don't know how my mental health was. I actually had this attitude, the F word here, uh, beep, beep. Uh, but uh, I actually was like, I don't care, you know, what you think because you don't know what I'm going through. And uh, some some of the friends understood it, uh, but all of us, all of us process things differently. And my processing actually was very different. And then now it's even even better. Some people will say it's worse. I say it's even better. Now I know exactly when to shut people out. If I want to shut you out, you will be shut out from my life. Uh, But I do believe that we need to actually talk about it. And this platform, um, I I have heard so many stories of the other women who've been talking. It actually brings about so much, you know, it just, it's like a self-learn. You actually learn about your own self because you are trying to put your thoughts in words which you would have never done otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of things shape this is going to be shaping my uh, future in one way wow that is so poignant priti and like you rightly shared you know uh, we were all young kids and you know somebody's parents are stuck in a war zone was incomprehensible it wasn't like today where there's internet where you know what war feels like how families get impacted you know now you can just google ki how does a family get impacted uh, if there is a war going on and there are a lot more wars now but that time that's not what the reality was for any of us so so like you said and everybody else was probably struggling with their own challenges or just being kids and not being so empathetic which probably you uh, needed like if if i think back of myself i i remember you know as a young child i mean since we were in school together ki my god what does what is this girl going through you know her parents are stuck there and it was such a calamity and it was so scary that i i don't think i ever even asked you that because i was like what will she think if i ask her that you know how insensitive of me so we were not even school to talk about our emotions like, like even if you kind of got scared but you didn't know how to even communicate to your friend or your classmate that look i understand what you are going through through do you want to talk about it and like you said that through this platform what i'm really trying is get people to understand you know human beings have that unique quality of connectedness if we just ask how are you feeling would you like me to listen to something that is enough to transform another human being and it's such a gift absolutely absolutely you know today even today people are so wary of even asking you how you are actually feeling because you know i mean since so i've been working now for almost what uh, so correction there not 14 years about 18 19 years old okay I don't look it at all right <laughs> 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 so, uh, so 19 years now, and uh, I remember when I joined. I think so many things that I learned, and I had to actually unlearn to get into working mode. You know, uh, so obviously when you are in school, you don't. You are like, oh, you are living the good life. You know, you are chilled and whatever. You got sports and you got this. I remember the sports ball that I had. When I was taking admission. my mother wasn't here she had to go to riyadh uh, uh, you know get her visa reissued because my dad was there and she had moved for me so i told her okay so imagine again you know it was again the same thing uh, she said acha theek hai main ritu ko leke ja rahi hu which is my younger sister uh, you'll be able to manage you know how parents which is really played well for me she just thought that i was independent enough to stay in a city like delhi all alone because so what if i was staying home uh, i had a maid there yes uh, you know because she said ki main ek hafte mein wapas aa jaungi and during that time i had to go and fill my um, admission things for uh, lsr because i wanted to get into lsr so badly and uh, this friend said listen why don't you try miranda so i said yaar miranda is very far away i don't think i'll be able to do because i am the man of the house since my dad is in riyadh now and my mom shifted here with my siblings um you know i can't be traveling so far away i wouldn't know how so i said okay listen anyway i want to play sports i want to play tennis and my ambition was just to play national level tennis and um, she said you know why don't you apply through a sports quota i said ha huh, it's a good idea so i called up my parents in riyadh and i said listen i'm applying through a sports quota they said ha but okay kar lo as like uh, acha but when i spoke to other people you know who were standing in line ahead of me for the next day 
they said sports quota what is wrong with you who goes through sports quota are you are you really very poor i was like no uh, i'm awfully rich but the point is i want to play tennis matlab mujhe padhna nahi hai mujhe tennis khelna hai and when i got admission my mother was like acha how the hell did you fill the form kaise gayi thi she had no clue because obviously she was like tumne khud kar liya aur ha main chali gayi maine auto liya main chali you know some of these things we don't realize that what we learn how it actually shapes us but the point is she the only thing she didn't ask me was are you okay to do it alone you know that's it i mean i would i would have had she said that acha main chalti hu saath mein whatever i would have said nahi nahi rehne do i would manage but the point is she didn't ask me that because she assumed and sometimes that assumption in our brain it actually triggers another uh, another response saying that agar agar aap puchoge nahi to main bataungi nahi so i am independent enough and that is i think what led to how i was kind of working when i started working i was like listen i'm i'm if my boss said that can you do this i know they would they would say you will do this i said yes i will do this but can i do this yes i can you know i i just wanted to put it out that ask me that question can i do this i will do it today also sometimes uh, so many people assume you know your 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 peers and your subordinates and all of these people they assume that it will be done theek hai i built that rapport over the years where if you tell me to do something it will be done how i do it is my problem but point is i when i come back home i just understand koi puchta nahi hai ki karna chahti ho ki nahi karna chahti ho you know uh, like i shifted to my new house uh, i shifted my family for my work down three years later in during corona stayed there came back I shifted my family again all the way to Noida because I got another job, and not even once. I mean, some. And I. It's not a problem, but nobody asked me that. Did you want to do it? I did it because I had to do it. But did I want to do it? I don't know. Had somebody said, "Nahi mat karo," kyu karna hai? After that, just take it. Then I don't need to do it. But it was just a had to do it. So did. i think we as people are so we we just assume so much ki acha kar lenge ho jayega ab kabhi baith ke apne aap se nahi puchte do we want to actually do it i don't say no you know and that's a big problem with me if somebody asks me for anything i will never say no i will be in a stickier situation and i will say main kar do i will come back home cry there's so many times i've come back home and cried and that because i ह्यूमन स्पिरिट इज द डे वी रियलाइज वी कैन ट्रांसफॉर्म यू नो एंड स्पेशलीचुअल बट द रिलेशनशिप वी हैव विद आर ओन सेल्स यू नो कि अगर आज ये रियलाइजेशन है आज से कर लेते क्या फर्क पड़ता है 
he started acting in his late 40s if you see the founder of kfc he was in his uh, 60s you know when he found uh, kfc he struggled with everything so i i think the real thing is when we realize that yes my presence you know i want people to acknowledge my presence or acknowledge uh, that uh, i am there you know and not just treat me as part of the furniture or take me for granted first i have to acknowledge why don't i uh, stand up for myself why don't i see myself and very rightly like you pointed out you yeah. know <laughs> thank I you know, for sharing that <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i think that as i said maybe this today what i'm doing um mobilizing my fear of so many things maybe shapes shapes me for for the future yeah? i mean that that's what i'm hoping for i mean i think everything teaches you something and maybe this is what this is what i needed right now no but i write and you know this is one model that i had uh, kind of heard about that when we look at our whole person potential uh, that is somewhere you know we can really decide you know how does it yeah. that uh, i want to uh, create a better relationship with myself once i can answer that question i pretty much figured it out and like you rightly pointed out Uh, as a young kid you you've done it you had a lifetime of experience doing that so thank you so much for sharing that so tell me something who has been your role model or any movie that you really liked or you know that you really relate to that you feel has helped you take care of your mental health or you know is an emotional ability resource for you so you know it i can't i can't pinpoint one movie and uh, this is very easy that so many times when i find myself stuck in situations so the to answer the first part of your question the i the person who motivates me the most is actually my mother and i never tell her that because uh it's it, it's a it's a different battle we fight you know when she says it's day i say it's night when she says it's night i'll say no it's twilight there are lots of things but then technically you know she has done so much over the years uh staying in a new country making friends there taking care of four kids um uh, sending them to school you know um all of that then shifting here leaving my father there and she's she's a homebody she's she's not she's not one of those people who would you know even think outside the house or her husband or her children um and actually so many times when i sit when i sit down and i realize that okay what how i do what i do i actually think it's it's all thanks to her you know she used to do so many things which i used to think are so silly don't be silly don't do this and now i do i actually almost same with them I, i'm like oh my god if i had to actually tell her this she would be gloating all around but uh, that's 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 the one one motivation and the second part is that it's eerie that so many times when i'm questioning myself and i watch an episode or any anything if i watch a, a reel or if i watch a movie you know inevitably inevitably and i have been experiencing this over the last couple of years somehow i find my situation and the answer coming from that movie or that whatever i'm watching you know and i'm like oh yeah oh yeah i can do that you know and so many times i do it and then every time i've tried to so aisha my elder one currently was going through something and you know um i was just i was trying to reason it out with her and she was like no no you don't understand blah 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 
So I said, you know what? I'm not going to. So many times, I'm not going to understand what you're going through. But your job is to keep telling me and my job is to keep telling you. So both of us need to keep just talking to each other because I don't want a situation where you're not able to communicate with me because so many things that I have lacked, I don't want that to be happening to you either. So we were sitting and, you know, so part of the conversation got over and we were sitting and watching something. And I said, see, 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 this is... And we we inevitably started Gilmore Girls uh, and we were watching that. And that that our situation came there where Lorelai and Dorothy are fighting with each other over a similar thing. And we both looked at each other and said, oh my God, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I can't pinpoint one thing, one person, except for mom, but... One thing, no, uh, there are multiple things, there are multiple situations, multiple friends, in fact, who've been going through a situation, inevitably I was going through it and I didn't verbalize it and they did. I was like, okay, please keep quiet. That's your answer. <laughs> so I, I, I love this. I, I love this, you know, keep getting your Eureka moments through interactions. <laughs> it, it could be a reel you're watching, it could be a soap that you're watching or just chatting yeah, with a yeah. friend, you know, and that is so beautiful that, you know, answers are there, out there, if you're just willing to listen. Whether I truly believe that. Yes. So how do you take care of your mental health on a regular basis so that you are this bright and bubbly person that we know you to be? <laughs> You know, uh, uh, you know, there's this. I've been hearing it recently also that uh, the people who smile the most are the most troubled or depressed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It's it's not. I'm not the most troubled or depressed, but there is a intervit there here and there. So many times, you know, you are you you see a situation or you see your uh, interaction with people or you will come across something and you feel bad but I have actually become that person now I try to keep it aside I don't let it affect me you know um, like my for example my sister my mom sometimes gossip I, we have a call every morning every morning a call to see my two uh, babies which is my sisters just had twins the youngest one so every morning I call them I talk to them and uh, you know I I just try to do things which just make me happy. Then they, they are constantly gossiping. Don't talk to me about them. Don't, just don't talk to me about them. I don't want to hear it. So I am one of those, I'm like the black sheep of the family. I do not get to listen to a lot of gossip from the family side because I will inevitably say, stop it, don't talk to me. I don't want to give an opinion. I don't have an opinion. And I like it. You know, I will... Even with, with friends, when we all sit and chat and gossip, I will put in my two-bit here and there. But fleet, it's a very fleeting two-bit, you know. It's never an engrossed two-bit. And that's what I like about myself, that I will be a part of the conversation, but it's so fleetingly that in my mind, I'm not even there. You know, I'm not even listening to that conversation because I have realized for my own happiness and my own mental health, I need to just step away and not into it because I can't keep brushing it under the carpet anymore. Mm -hmm. It does affect me. I do get affected. Like, um, for example, um, right now, uh, uh, today was, was a very emotionally heavy day for me because one of my friends who, whose son passed away uh, five years back, we were doing um, so it's his birthday tomorrow and they were launching a, a premiere of a 
movie they made in in, in his honor and how he used to play football and how the family is doing you know it just drained me of a uh, so much of emotion not because i mean okay if we were my friend's child we were close to him but you know it just his death i think hit me more than even my own grandmother's death um i don't know why but it just did and every time so so many times my mother in law or my father in law will say you know beta it's okay it's not okay sometimes i want to say it's not okay i'm not going to i want to be a person who's not a people pleaser anymore mm-hmm. you know um and it actually draws a lot of strength out of me i have to consciously make that you know um uh, effort um because you know as you said you have to transform i try and i genuinely try but i haven't seen it working that's what i said that i don't know if it's going to help but i genuinely for the last couple of years have been trying to not things not let affect me because i the moment i hear negativity i just switch off i don't want to be a part of that conversation you know people and i have become very aloof only for that reason and the reason i have become aloof is the reason i try to think to my friends group every morning you know <laughs> or get up early and do something for myself uh, uh, or talk loudly and you know uh, so there's a friend of ours we had gone all of us had gone to goa together and we were in this room and i i would get up every morning and start singing because i feel that even if i sing like a horse i sing because it makes me happy if you don't want to listen to it tough luck don't get in a room with me but the point is you know i used to do it then i started singing on the group because it was like i will do it you listen to it if you don't listen to it it just makes me happy and uh, so it's an effort yes i mean i don't want to be going i want so many times i tell my children that you know you need to talk about it they're like you know you can go to a therapist i said why well, i don't want to therapist i want to just not listen to negative things but the point is you need to talk to somebody about it mm-hmm. and i try doing that now i try and you know say it out loud so mere system se nikal jaye you know it should be out of my system let the universe do shit with it i don't care but let it be out of my system so yeah i mean it's, it's an effort uh, hopefully it'll continue i i like that you know because see what i like to say is we all need a safe space to vent you know however whatever professionally personally but professionally of course has its advantages because trained therapists can actually help you transform however if we don't feel ready and we feel we have a safe vent the idea is we at least get that pressure cooker to whistle from inside us you know because if we keep it clogged in that's where the trouble yeah. starts so uh, great great realization and i like your approach you know that when you know that okay this is something which bothers me and i need to put a hard stop to it this is my coping mechanism i think that's where emotional uh, well being begins you know because when we know our own boundaries it may not be perfect it may have its yeah. challenges but it works at the moment and uh, getting up and singing in the morning i uh, love it you know and yes we have all been <laughs> blessed with the singing so i would rather not discuss more on that at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will leave it there 
<laughs> so if we had one word to describe Preeti, what would you pick up and why? If I had, if you had one word you get to know about me. Yes. How do you see Preeti? I don't know. There are so many of them. I can't put one word to it. Okay, put as many as you want. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she, so, so if I had to just describe myself, uh, and these are again recent, recent realizations. Huh? So uh, I, I'm saying them out loud. So I, I know that they're true. I am fearful. Uh, you know, I have my own insecurities and my own fears, but I am very passionate about not letting them worry me. Mm -hmm. I'm very balanced. Mm -hmm. When I say that, it's a contradiction, but I'm very balanced because I know where and how much I want to now do and not do. Mm -hmm. And I'm just beautiful. And that's about it. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your journey, Preeti. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. All the very best. Thank you, Thank you so much.